you know, there's all these stories about, you know, guys over in Macedonia who are running these fake news sites. Number 24 is Content Farms in Macedonia. Vidite ako se napravi greška, tako ki bude kobna, nema vraćanja nazad. So, Europe need to to remain more sexyple lady in the world. Ajde, majkata! Gospode, čuva Macedonija in izvinite grajke. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Cvetan Čelimanov in Skopje, Macedonia, but what are we going to discuss? I mean... <laughs> I know, I just, I thought we'll discuss all this and more, all what and more. We'll discuss yeah. all, Svetin, of what we talked about before we both hit the record buttons on this podcast. So uh, that means that our listeners will just have to uh, uh, listen, I guess. Um, <laughs> now, in, in fairness, we, uh, we, uh, we talked, oh, you know, we, we, can, we can talk about the, uh, the, uh, the, the Prime Minister, Kovacevsky, talking about the pro-European and anti-European option. We can talk mm-hmm. about... Uh, Issues with Dewey and how they're kind of sort of breaking up, but not really breaking up. Breaking up is hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Bulgarian elections, inconclusive. Uh, we haven't had a podcast since the Bulgarian elections on October the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got energy issues. Uh, so, yeah, all kinds of things. I don't know. Let's let's start with, with uh, where, where Macedonia is going these days with... Uh, it just, you know, I think I told you a few weeks ago in an email that uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of not really excited about Macedonia yeah. these days because it just yeah. seems to be floundering and drifting. And um, the great, uh, if some of our listeners might remember um, uh, Jimmy Carter when he was president in 1976 to 1980 before being president oh, yeah, of Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> See, he was known for, uh, or well, one of the one of the famous things uh, in late in his presidency was called the Malays speech, uh, in yep. which he talked about how you know there was nothing good going on in America. And the funny thing was, the word Malays is not used in the speech at all, uh, mm-hmm. but that's what it became known as. Uh, and you know, was, America was just kind of drifting and whatnot, which is part of the reason why Ronald Reagan won. Um, yep. But yeah, Macedonia just seems to be kind of drifting. Uh, there's not a Neither side has a has a um, de- decisive advantage, and when I say neither side, I mean the left or the right. Uh, talking mm. about the main Macedonian political parties, but yeah, I, I have noticed that as as you were mentioning earlier, Kovacevsky has been more and more saying there's the pro-European and the anti-European option. Pro-European meaning him and Sidasa, yep. and anti-European meaning uh, Vumaro. Uh, yeah. So, uh, which is you know that's just crass pure partisan political talk. Uh, it's, it's obviously, uh, Macedonia is in Europe, so it's not a question of pro-Europe or anti-Europe. Macedonia is in Europe. It's, a de, f- it's de facto. So uh, there's just different ways of, of getting to uh, what I think everybody should want, which is a prosperous Macedonia, a safe and secure Macedonia, a Macedonia where people can use their God-given talents to... Uh, you know, earn a decent living and raise their children uh, f- apart from the madness of the madness of the left uh, to take a you know vacation once or twice a year, things like mm-hmm. that. And and both parties have just different visions of that. So, what what uh what do you, what do you uh, weigh in on that? Yeah, this is becoming now the the talking point of the left that uh, you know the that's. They're the only serious option here because there is no other alternative mm-hmm. than the European one and Vomero would lead us to isolation. And of course, this was a, a talking point for a while, but it's becoming more and more uh, dire as uh, two things happen. On one hand, the left has failed to deliver on the promises of uh, you know, prosperity linked with uh, them accepting all of the European and American you know, State Department in Brussels demands. Uh, and at the same time, the this huge polarization with the war in Ukraine, uh, where previously, you know, we, we would say like, okay, but seriously, keep trying to paint us on the right as pro-Russian because we don't, we're not willing to jump off a bridge when the US tells us to. 
uh, it was ridiculous, you know, Russia was barely an afterthought in our lives when it was being peddled by the left and by the U.S. Embassy here in 2015-2016 during the colored revolution. Now, okay, obviously Russia is far more serious, even although still distant and um, not really closing in on our borders uh, as much as it tried. Uh, so um, this has become now more and more uh, what we hear from the left. Okay, we didn't deliver, but you know you don't have any other alternative. And what would you do differently if you if you had a chance? Uh, and this is yeah, this is why we are kind of stuck. I mean, on one hand, we we see that the the chosen path is not working. It's not even chosen path. It's an imposed path of accepting mm -hmm. concessions toward the neighbors, accepting uh, diktats from Brussels and Washington and from all neighboring countries, and keeping incompetent SDSM and the Albanians dominating the government, you know, keeping them in power. So we see it's not working, but on the other hand, we realize there would be horrific uh, like resistance and pushback if uh, we tried to again elect a proper sovereignist Macedonian option, an option, option that would be supported by the ethnic Macedonians, which would, you know, reverse, stop the concessions toward Bulgaria and reverse the concessions toward Greece and try to keep the Albanians to, uh, you know, like a share of power that corresponds to their population and not right now when they practically control half the government and likely even more given their. Um, how indispensable they are to the survival of this government. So if we try to have that mm -hmm. again, we realize that, you know, there would be tremendous backlash. Like, uh, I mean, it's one thing when people say, look, there is like kind of like a pro-Russian option winning in Italy or in Sweden. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do publicly against, let's say, the Italian prime minister? I mean, you're going to have to let her run her course and maybe try to moderate her secretly, or uh, which she apparently already says she's going to do. In our case, you know, there will be no such scruples from the embassies, from the West. They would just arrest the, num the number of people that uh, they need and intimidate the rest, and uh, like, like they did in, uh, the colored, after, in the aftermath of the colored revolution. So this is why the people are, you know, like, there is not much or organized pushback from the public uh, on everything that's happening in the country, both politically and economically. And uh, as you said, people would like few vacations. People would like, uh, you know, um, some standard of living. R right now, standard of living is practically eating the same stuff we used to eat like six months ago <laughs> and uh, having the mm -hmm. apartment as warm as it was last year. <laughs> so it's not, we're not talking about improving standard <laughs> of living, just maybe try to have the same thing we had last year. But uh, if it's not possible here, I mean, on top of this, people obviously would want uh, some pride and some um, sense of purpose and belonging to the country. And if that's not mm. going to be available in this country, but you still get the humiliations of, you know, trying to express national identity and having foreigners run you and rule over you, uh, you might as well go to a country mm -hmm. where the standard of living is already secured. And on top of that, you know, you might still get the humiliations of being a foreigner, but you get that in Macedonia, in, in Nord Nordonia, anyway, at the moment. So okay. why not yeah. just settle? I mean, the Kovacevsky had a statement, like, um, the proposal of the right of the opposition is that we are a proud, but poor people. This is his latest, mm -hmm. uh, you know, variation mm -hmm. on, on this topic. And, you know, on the other hand, I mean, I tweeted, people tweeted at him, like, but he, your version is still poor, you don't really <laughs> offer much in terms of prosperity, but there won't be any people <laughs> the way you're going. So, yeah, that's why. I mean, maybe it's winter, people get more upset, more depressed in autumn and winter, but now especially with everything happening. Yeah, well, 
the, what's the uh, quote from Alice in Wonderland? You have to run twice as fast just to stay in the same place type thing. Uh, and with inflation eating away at uh, paychecks, uh, so you have to spend, you know, 20% more money for the same amount of food mm. and clothes and, and heating and everything else. Uh, the issue you mentioned there about, you know, identity and, and wanting to have a little... I mean, people... Look, this is basic human nature, is that people want to be respected uh, or at least acknowledged for who and what they are mm. as people. I mean, this was the whole point of our film, our documentary film, A Name is a Name, is that people just wanted to be known as Macedonia and Macedonians. And you rightly mention the humiliations that are piled on by mm. uh, a lot of Macedonia's neighbors, and then, of course, by the, um, the various, uh, shall we call them, viceroys, uh, the... Uh, ambassadors representing yeah. the United States State Department, the various EU uh, member states, the, the European Union as a whole, etc., uh, that, you know, are, are they're even loath to, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a rare and beautiful day when they use the adjective Macedonian to describe anything Macedonian, mm. which is, should be a very simple thing. And, and people notice that. Mm. I mean, if, if, if they think they're being too clever by half, by, by not, by trying to avoid the use of the word Macedonian because they don't want to upset the Greeks or they don't want to upset the Albanians or they don't want to upset mm -hmm. the Bulgarians or they don't want to upset somebody. Uh, if they think that they're being clever by using the, the Macedonian flag emoji and, and things like that, they're not. I mean, people see right through that. And again, you know, to, to have, to have the, um, the, the inflation that you've got, the, uh, the whole issue with interference from the, the, EU members and, and institutions and the State Department, etc. Uh, all of that piled together, I guess, together with your point about winter is coming. Mm. Uh, and I don't mean that metaphorically, as we all have been using it. You know, I mean that literally, uh, winter is coming. And, and sure, you know, that adds to this uh, malaise uh, I mentioned at the beginning at the top of the podcast. Uh, and the different ways of getting there, and then you throw in, and I've, I got to write, I got to finish this article. I meant I, I started writing it a week or two, three ago, when um, mm -hmm. President um, Stevo Pentorovsky uh, was blaming Macedonians for low self-esteem on the whole uh, mm. Bulgarian issue, and I think I think he's wrong on that. Obviously, uh, I think that Macedonians have 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 suffered uh, as a result of the actions of, of the, their neighbors and the foreigners. And it's it's not an issue of, and if it is, it, and if 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 as he says, it's an issue of low self esteem. Well, what is he doing about it to try and correct that? What is he doing about it to try and 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 give Macedonians a little bit of hope? Mm. Um, I don't see a lot, to be honest. Um, although, to, actually, I should say, in in looking at some of his tweets and speeches, he does use the adjective Macedonian more than most most Macedonian politicians. Mm. I mean, he himself um, said, listen, if I were not president, I would move out of the country. And it was his opening. <laughs> that's to true. The, yeah. To the people. That's so, uh, I mean, right. I remember that. Yeah. Shows you the, yeah. showed us the way. And uh, how many years does he have left as president? Uh, what's it now? It was 2019. He, uh, I can't he should be, you know, he's up for election in 2014, the same year when the general elections should be held. But I think he is like, right. A few months after the general elections, I think. So that's why there is some talk that he would have to resign uh, a little earlier so that we would be able to have general and presidential elections at the same time to, ca to get the right. same uh, date. And, uh, you know, obviously, we were, everybody was hoping and expecting that there will be early elections, general elections long before 2024 but as i said you know considering this resistance from the diplomats from practically you know you're sort of like a gladi operation across europe and it's uh, not even mm. they're not even trying to hide it i mean you had a gladi operation in the u.s during trump and against trump and um, mm -hmm. who was not allowed to govern and then dispatched in <clears throat> elections so uh, you know we are uh, even even less uh, you know they're even more in the open uh, in small European countries they would not let you have uh, run things your own way 
And they will cite Russia, they will cite uh, democracy, liberal democracy, they will cite uh, uh, threats to, I don't know, peace in the region or the continent, whatever it takes to to get rid of you. So, <laughs> right. That, well, yeah, it, it, is, it is a fact that the, the State Department, the, the European Union and its various institutions do not want Vomero to govern at any point in the future for the simple reason that that Vomero still stands, you know, against the the so-called Prespa agreement, and Miskolski himself says he he won't use the N word, uh, mm. and of course that is something that the Macedonian content farmers encourage Macedonians uh, not to use the N word and to say that we won't mm. use the N word, uh, especially because uh, that phrase itself will drive the American diplomats there crazy. Um, so that's that's one reason why they don't want them to govern and they'll do anything they can on the flip side you know as you just mentioned you saw elections in sweden elections in um italy uh the right can win uh mm. and then and then govern uh it is possible but it's it's uh, it's a herculean effort to, to 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 get to that point where you are elected um but it's possible so uh but yeah to your point a moment ago about early well, I mean, will they let you govern? It's, it's, they are not, they, when I say they, of course, I mean the State Department and the EU, let's just call it that. Uh, they don't have total control. I mean, at the end of the day, Macedonians have a choice to push back and mm -hmm. to govern best the way Macedonians see fit. I firmly believe mm -hmm. that. But you really have to be united in that, and unfortunately, uh, Macedonians are not united in that. Set aside the whole Albanian issue, uh, mm. you, you know, be between the two the two major parties, Vomero and Sotosa, uh there's just very little agreement. You're a polar Macedonia is a polarized society. America is a polarized society. I think most countries in the West, and I include Macedonia in there, are polarized societies these days. Mm. Uh, that's just kind of I think that's one of the uh, inevitable ends of, um, for lack of a better word, democracy writ large, is that, uh, and we could we have to save that for another podcast sometime to explain, you know, liberalism, small l, how it becomes corrupted over time and, and then divides societies, so. Yeah. I mean, you have to uh, <sighs> have an actual and honest change of government so that the other side runs its course uh, like in our case so we had we did not have an honest change of government but we the left is actually in charge and running things the way it wants mm -hmm. and uh, we see how badly things have uh, how quickly things have gotten unbearable and uh, disastrous in your case for example in the case of italy in the previous elections uh, you know, the right wins, but it's not allowed to govern. It's not allowed to do anything or much, really. And uh, this is why the polarization say, remains. It remains. Uh, I mean, I would say Viktor Orban does pretty much what he wants to do in Hungary. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, yeah. Has a lot of, he has a lot of pushback, obviously, but... Yeah. Did you see the U.S. ambassador a few days ago? You have some... Homosexual guy sent this ambassador there, and uh, Orban mm. joined Twitter and he uh, followed Donald Trump and he said uh, he posted that uh, emo that uh, meme of uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction when he's cluelessly like turning around looking for something, and he says, "Where is my friend mm -hmm. Donald Trump on this platform?" You know, I don't see him on Twitter. It's a good <laughs> joke. And the U.S. ambassador responds, well, uh, while you're looking for your friend, you know, you might consider following the actual president, you know, Biden, you know, this bitchy uh, <laughs> comment uh, that, you know, you need to follow Biden and stop, uh, you know, going on and on about uh, Trump. And uh, at the same time, there are protests now in Hungary, obviously, you know, colored revolution style about school education, you know, salaries, something, but pretty big, pretty massive protests. So, yeah, I mean, there is no doubt mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's facing 
serious pressure while on the other in the other countries like we'll see i mean the, the right one the last italian elections they were not allowed to form a government they had a government for a few months they had the their leader under uh, charged immediately for kidnapping migrants before because he wouldn't let them mm. disembark from a boat <laughs> he was charged with kidnapping <laughs> and uh yeah. then the elections were postponed endlessly with a technocratic government and now they have elected a person but we'll see again if the, somebody will get to her if she will actually get to do anything conservative the rest of europe is completely taken over and uh mm-hmm. you know especially now with russia's an excuse you, you will not be able to see any i mean the, the, since corona times you know the governments have been doing whatever they want with the economy shutting down businesses, endless debt, uh, listen to the experts, like martial law practically. Now Russia is taking mm-hmm. place, the place of the corona scare and uh, <laughs> you know this is completely managed outcomes in uh, all over the continent. And uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned that the left controls, you know, everything in Macedonia and, and many other countries. That's but this this has been going on, Svetin, for fifty years. Um, it's the the long march through the institutions is a phrase mm-hmm. that a lot of conservative writers uh, refer to. It's a, which is a phrase coined by um, uh, a German um, uh, student activist, Rudi Duchka, I'm Duchka, mm-hmm. I believe, in nineteen sometime in nineteen sixty seven, basically to um, describe the strategy for establishing conditions for revolution. And it's, I think it's a play on Mao's um, long march. Uh, but long march to the institutions means capturing the institutions that uh, basically govern society. So, you know, aside from politics, it's all of the civil society organizations. Um, it's it's uh, uh, the NGOs, uh, even the, frankly, even the churches uh, to a, a certain extent. And and that but that's been going on since the sixties here, so for over fifty years probably. And and not just here, but you know, everywhere. And that's what's happened in Macedonia as well. So uh and the only way to fight that is to um to take the institutions back. <laughs> it's it's a battle that just doesn't end. Um for you know, that's just the way it is. So and and I think my last two columns that I've written I've I've said you know, kind of said something along the lines of Macedonians have got to stop complaining and get to work. Because, uh, mm. and I get it. I, I understand. We, you know, and there's time for complaining as well. But, but, you know, now's the time for getting to work and taking back these institutions and, and uh, overthrowing the, the corrupt left uh, at every level. I mean, uh, we had like, uh, we had 10 years of uh, a proper Macedonian government. And even throughout this mm-hmm. time, you know, we knew, we realized practically that the uh, professional administration, bureaucratic, uh, in some departments more, in some departments less, like obviously in the Department of Foreign, Ministry, uh, Foreign Affairs, it would be all left. Uh, mm-hmm. Yugoslavia literally had like a special intelligence service to make sure that the diplomats are on the up and up, so... <laughs> You know, you can imagine how serious this was. Uh, uh, this was done. Uh, how much care went into having the, these people loyal? I, I would imagine that in mm-hmm. like technical t- situations, such as I don't know, uh, agriculture ministry or the finance ministry or something like that, we would not have the same level of capture by one ideology. Uh, mm. as we would have in the police or the foreign ministry. Uh, but even then, you know, the, uh, obviously the, 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 there is a rule, there is a law, you cannot have accomplished people without a degree running the public administration, except maybe at the highest level, maybe a minister who could be underqualified with degrees, but maybe if he has a proper business or is an exceptionally successful in, uh, I don't know, farming, in a uh, self-made person, mm-hmm. run, runs a factory, something, you can 
appoint him an ambassador, a, a solitary ambassador like Trump would do, or uh, a minister. But the rest is all, uh, you know, overly credentialed people who, in our experience, in your experience, in the experience of every country in the Western world, uh, is uh, means uh, a leftist. So we practically would bring. We'd gov- we would govern with policies that would favor our people, the salt of the earth people, the blue collars, you know, the family people, the farmers, the workers, the small businesses, etc. Uh, but we would have the administration now in, in the areas where it mattered, like the education, when uh, uh, the the teachers would realize that the orders coming from top is. In the case of Gruevsky, a proud Macedonian identity, uh, you know, a holistic reading of Macedonian history without, you know, like allowed, approved, and unapproved periods, but everything put in together and etc. as an autochthonous nation in this territory, you know, the, the teachers would adapt. The teachers would, even if personally they're leftists and don't believe the Vimero or ancient Macedonia narrative, they would uh, teach it and they would uh, adopt it because they don't want to be left out of the perks, etc. But once, uh, you know, right. after the colored revolution, obviously they were, they realized things are turning in the other direction and very few of them, we would say, show would show any in, in the independent fortitude and uh, strength and they would just, you know, now it's North Macedonia, okay, North Macedonia, now we focus on Albanian history and, uh, you know, now the latest recommendations, mm. like we're now, let's learn about Trace now. <laughs> Fine, sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, they will go along. And, you know, not to mention, they, they will take the lead of the institutions such as the prosecutors, the police, the diplomats, who they realize are more quickly adaptable to the changes and will obviously favor the left. So... I mean, there, there is, I don't think there is a, even in Hungary, I, I mean, we would not have the Hungarian ambassador here being a um, uh, fountain of conservatism, or even the, I don't know, the, uh, there, there is actually even a Visegrad fund to support NGOs, which you would imagine like IRI or uh, the Konrad Adenauer Stiftung should be right wing. But like IRI and the Konrad Adenauer Stiftung <laughs> is not. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... No, well, that, that, well, yeah, I mean, that, that goes to the long march through the institutions. Even those institutions have been taken over by the left. I mean, I think it's O'Sullivan's rule, named after John O'Sullivan, the former mm-hmm. uh, editor of National Review. Uh, O'Sullivan's rule says uh, that things which are not Explicitly definitely... Right explicitly right-wing exactly over time will become left-wing so thank you yeah uh and that's that's true iri and and conrad adenauer have become left-wing um yeah. there's even though why they leave the right-wing. name <laughs> well the, the the in the in name only ironically so yeah, yeah. they 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 you know they they drifted uh yeah. and i don't know yeah yeah, you can get them back, but you got to fight for it. And I guess the question is, yeah. how much do you want to fight for these things? So, look, I don't want to, I don't want us to 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 uh, prattle on about how there's there's no hope and, and everything is lost. Uh, mm. We got a, we got enough of that going on. Uh, I, I I do believe that obviously things change, things can change. Um, it takes people to do that though. Um, mm. And for right now, you know, as we were discussing earlier, Macedonia is kind of going through this malaise. And, and, um, but it, it, it won't always be that way. And it doesn't have to always be that way. Uh, and, you know, but people have got, I mean, one, one thing I lament is that they're just, we, we need new leadership in Macedonia, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget the left. There are, they, they aren't leaders to begin with. I don't, uh, I think they're just old washed up commies. Uh, but on the, on the side of the right, uh, and I don't, and I know some people, uh, in Vomero, I don't spend too much time talking to leadership there. Uh, but I, I know they're, 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 and the ones that are there, you know, can, can do what they're doing, but there, there needs to be a new generation of, of, of leaders from the, the right, uh, 
being trained up and uh, and, and coming forward to mm. take the rightful place. So uh, I don't know who they are. I mean, I think I know who some of them are, but there's got to be more, uh, not just at the national level, but throughout the country. And I think that's that's one thing that we probably neglect on this podcast is talking about those at local levels throughout the country. Mm. Um, something that I, I don't know enough about, to be honest, but um, would be worth del- delving into at some point in the future here. I mean, listen, we have this tremendous example of leadership and uh, an ex- exceptional team around Gruevsky. So mm-hmm. if the circumstances change and if we have... Uh, uh, like a proper, if we if we see that uh, uh, circumstances have changed in the U.S. and in Europe, and that uh, having a proper sovereignist government would not be met with uh, a wave of arrests and police uh, action and uh, secret police action, etc. Uh, I mean, these people will obviously, maybe some of the old team, maybe some of the new team, but very quickly we would have would put a team together. That's what I believe that the embassy fears. <laughs> and that's why they will not allow yeah, true. anything like that to happen. Uh, unless, you know, there is really an incredible paradigm change in uh, Brussels and Washington and Berlin and London and Paris and Rome, which is uh, <laughs> unimaginable <laughs> at the moment. So, yeah. Or if the Russians roll through, and, which is, you know, obviously a big reason why so many Macedonians have sided with Russia on this, because you know they, they see where we're going as a country under the U.S. with the Albanians and the left constantly being favored, and uh, every few years losing a significant chunk of national identity and uh, of what was supposed to be a Macedonian nation state. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. people say, "Listen, if uh, maybe it will be different under the." the next uh, regime, the next uh, global empire, if we, if we get to that, or if we are in the division of the world, if we, whether we fall on the oceanic side or on the uh, East Asian or, you know, Eurasian side of the, of the divide, continental side of the divide, we'll see. We're at the border. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, I can assure you and I can assure our listeners and I can assure Macedonians that the future of uh, the future leadership of the planet is not Russia. Uh, mm. If if anybody, it's China. Uh, Russia yeah. is a is quickly being reduced to a vassal, a vassal state of China and Putin, a, a, a vassal of Xi Jinping. Mm. Um they're actually the, the, they have the, the party <laughs> Congress right now is going on in Beijing in which uh, Xi Jinping is supposed to, what, I guess, mm-hmm. get another five-year term or maybe just be declared um, uh, leader for life. Uh, yeah, why bother with... Going the way he's taking the country. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it ain't Russia. And I, I guarantee you that Vladimir Putin does not love Macedonia. Uh, so, of course, neither does Joe Biden. But Joe Biden doesn't even know where Macedonia is, let alone where uh, uh... most of the United States is. But... We are, we are going to have so I'm I'm just looking at the calendar here today today is um, October 17 Monday we're recording this podcast I think this is 1:44 I believe mm. but we do have elections here in three weeks and uh, three weeks from tomorrow Americans are weird we have our elections on a Tuesday okay let's get that out of the way uh, the rest of the world has their elections on a Sunday uh, but the Republican Party will take the House which is the lower chamber for our listeners. 435 members elected to that every two years and the upper chamber the senate which is 100 members right now is a toss-up uh right now it's 50 50 uh when vice president harris then breaks any ties tie votes on that but it it could it's i think it's going to be 51 49 or 52 48 i just don't know if it's going to be on the d or the r side which way but Mm. um either way let's just say just just for argument's sake, the Republicans do take the House and do take the Senate. Mm-hmm. What that what that means is just divided government. It means that uh, Crazy Uncle Joe can't get any of his legislation passed because, mm-hmm. well, because the Republicans won't agree to it. Uh, and and then of course you have the issue of leadership uh, for the Republican Party in the House and leadership for the Republican Party in the Senate. Uh, Kevin McCarthy would become the Speaker of the of the um, 
of the House of Representatives, but he is he is he is weak. Uh, and uh, cocaine Mitch McConnell uh, would yep. become the uh, majority leader in the Senate, uh, and he's he's in a much stronger position. Um, yep. But anyway, it would mean divided government. So in terms of Macedonia, uh, nothing would change. <laughs> of course, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> We had like uh, Biden actually knows very well. Well, the Balkans is to our mis great misfortune. We've seen that in the past. And on the other hand, you know, we discussed this with the conservatives. It was McCain who was uh, uh, who led the protests against uh, Macedonia, uh, uh, the 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 resistance in the Senate to allowing Macedonia to purchase Western weaponry during two thousand one because. He had some mm. person in his mm -hmm. in his camp, which was you know this is the official version that some person in his camp, uh, some woman worked uh, right. with the Albanian lobby, which was very strong at the time and still is after the Kosovo war. But uh, I mean, obviously, you know the Albanian project is bipartisan in Washington, and uh, mm. you know maybe Putin doesn't like Macedonia, but he hasn't been in a position to influence it except that you know we had some offer from him which we we actually never got from the u.s of cheap and reliable and uh, sufficient plentiful energy which was yeah. uh, whether as just like a supply or whether or even having macedonia as a key transit country which would mean some more you know better price better bargaining rights we would have been able to open up some uh, high energy consuming industries in this case, like smelting and uh, uh, glass. Uh, there was a major proposal for huge investments in glass manufacturing. We, we did not get this from the US. I mean, we, we, there is no mm -hmm. offer of plentiful, uh, affordable energy for the Balkans, a region which the US has governed without much Russian resistance since 99, like uh, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So very much, you know, more than enough time to at least provide finances that we develop our own energy resources, like in Kosovo, okay, it doesn't have to be Macedonia. There is some coal, there is some talk of like uh, uranium deposits somewhere in this country. But, you know, Kosovo has much more available coal. I mean, even that should have been like a no-brainer for the U.S. and even that is not happening. So, um, I mean, if we are a colony, at least, at least exploit us, <laughs> you know, to mutual benefit. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, 99 and 23 years ago, you could have at least built two or three nuclear power plants in that period of time. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Which, of course, nuclear energy, nuclear energy is the way to go. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. This this whole green thing. Let's let's. Let's 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 talk a little bit about energy here because this whole green thing. I mean, yes, what a nice and wonderful and lovely idea that everything is renewable energy, etc. Mm -hmm. But for, number one, it can't be from the top down; it's got to be from the bottom up. And number two, uh, you have to have the infrastructure for that. Isn't it? it wouldn't it be wonderful to have every car run on um, uh, yeah, electric? But where does the electricity come from? And where do the batter the the, yeah. the elements for the batteries? Uh, that run the electric cars come from a lot of those come from China, uh, mm. so the lithium and the uh, I think it's cobalt, um, and then of course you know and, and wind and wind and um, uh, solar are intermittent. Uh, plus, you have to have gigantic battery batteries to store that energy when when the sun isn't shining and the wind isn't blowing. Mm. Uh, and in the meantime, you've got to use fossil fuels. Uh, and as you just pointed out, there's plenty of fossil fuels available in the Balkans. Um, mm. Exploit them, use them, you know, while working towards all this other stuff. I mean, yeah, we um, we had like Serbia came up with, okay, if we're talking about our own resources, Serbia came up with a huge lithium find, which would help you capture all this intermittent energy mm -hmm. and store it and use it when you need it. And then... Uh, mm -hmm. The U.S. couldn't resist, uh, the State Department couldn't resist using the opportunity of this mine being opened as an opportunity for color revolution-style protests against Vucic, and they stopped the plan. So now, I mean, 
Okay, the, uh, Serbia is not fully yeah. on the side of that. But at least this would mean like they would be a key player in the, an energy field that helps the whole of Europe uh, and themselves be r- less reliant on Russian energy because, you know, lithium is practically an energy source. Uh, de facto, you know, you can right. have... It makes the photovoltaics and the wind power more mm-hmm. useful. And mm-hmm. and and this was the, the pro-American, you know, the US-supported, uh, State Department-supported opposition in Serbia scuttling this idea. I mean, come on, this is ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I find it I find it fascinating that we can kind of pivot here slightly to um, issues going on with Dewey because they, in the last election, uh, local elections, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, they went, they unveiled their green campaign, I believe. Uh, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, which is neither here nor there. I mean, I, I, nobody really cares except the State Department and the various EU institutions. Uh, but it's it, it, it's kind of ironic that Dewey would become the, the Green Party, and yet any you, you drive around any of the towns that they control, and there's huge heaps of garbage yeah. all over the place. I don't maybe, maybe they've started cleaning them up. I doubt it. Um, but they're not exactly known as a um, uh, a clean and resourceful uh, mm. uh, party. Um, yeah, illegal logging, they're, they're, burning down the yeah, uh, reeds yeah. of Lake Ohrid for beaches. That's all do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they're having some some. Some internal issues. I know it's inconclusive, but over the past what week, ten days, there's been some infighting uh, between uh, those that think Ahmeti has too much power, and of course his handpicked successor, Artan Grubi, uh, and demanding a little more power for themselves. And Talaj Jafari's in the middle, and I saw him walk out of a party meeting the other day. What's the latest on um, on Dewey's woes? Um, yeah, this is not. This was not meant as a news podcast, but this is the big news of the uh, of the week that there is like infighting in Dewey with a faction uh, of several Skopje-based uh, leaders who are angry of the powerful role that uh, Artan Grubi, the first deputy prime minister, has, and they want also want to get rid of Bujarosmani, the foreign minister. And uh, for a while we were entertaining the idea that, you know, this might uh, weaken the government because if Dewey is split, they have like several members of parliament with this uh, new, uh, rival faction. And uh, also this one member of uh, uh, parliament who was kidnapped when he was supposed to vote for against the Zayev government <laughs> and then resurfaced, was kept in the prime minister's office. Now he's practically in Dewey, but in the faction of Dewey. And uh, so this guy, uh, so this this group could bring down the government. And in the end, there was like a large meeting in their uh, former like uh, military headquarters uh, near Titova, where they decided, uh, they initially said that uh, Artan Grubi will be out of the leadership of the party. Then the... Speaker of Parliament Talat Jafiri, Jafiri stormed out because of this, but also because his own uh, city group, uh, the city of Gostivar, was not his faction was not rewarded with a seat in the in the council in the military council of Dewey. And today, it's reported that uh, uh, Artan Grubi will have will still have a position in the uh, in the presidency of the party, just a different one than the one. Had. So it's not, I mean, again, briefly we see, okay, maybe we have elections, maybe the machine is uh, cracking, but it's more likely, listen, this has happened with SDSM as well, they're so powerful when they're in power, they feel not threatened by anybody, historically, I would say this often, uh, after every election, we've never had SDSM, when they would win a four-year term, we'd never see them their term end before the four years are up, no matter what happens in the meantime, economically, politically, assassination on the president uh, attempt, uh, uh, suspicious death of another president, uh, you know, collapsing industry, economy, huge concessions, concessions to Albanians, then to other neighbors. They always serve out a full term in power. 
And Vomero has never been able to serve a full full four-year term in power. The first time they won, and they had a parliament with a majority, the parliament technically served out the four years, but uh, there was a war. 98-2002. But there was war. They were forced to have like a broad coalition. So, you know, it was like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then Gruevsky would have 10-11 years in a row, but he always had to have early elections to turn to the people, whereas, you know, when he would see that the diplomats and the public administration and the Albanians are all lining up against him to, and that his position is becoming um, untenable. So maybe this is like a situation with Dewey uh, that they're feeling so strong that they're fighting between themselves uh, okay, they, they feel that they're strong enough to even survive uh, a factional fight within their party, because the win- the other side thinks, okay, we'll just get rid of Zaev and maybe have our own people, get rid of Ahmeti or Artan Grubi and have our own people, and we'll still continue regardless, and we'll just take over their businesses, their money, their privileges and perks, but uh, the Americans will keep us in place and... Uh, uh, we use the police and the other institutions and the prosecutors and the diplomats and uh, you know we are we can even risk like you know imagine if you had the Republicans have a leadership change you had like the Tea Party taking over the entire party uh, ahead of elections like uh, mm-hmm. having like this huge uh, intrafraternal fight uh, before <laughs> elections I mean it would never happen but. But here they just feel so strong, I guess they say, listen, we can do this. We are untouchable, we can, we can try, you know, a faction can decide we go for the whole hog. Right. Well, yeah, nothing lasts forever. Pride goes before a mm. fall and haughtiness before destruction, as uh, the psalmist, or the, the, mm. the book of Proverbs says. Uh, so, you know, eventually they will... Eventually, the, the, the party and Ali Ahmeti and Artan Gurbi and all those on the other side will meet their demise. Uh, it's just a question of when. Uh, I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping to see it happen now. Um, mm. But uh, it'll happen at some point. So. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, let's do this. It's a question of time. It's taking so yeah. long that there will be nothing to recover by the end. <laughs> uh, I'll push back a little bit on that. I, I mm. think... There's always got to be hope uh, until the end, of course, and then there, then there's the end. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's do this. Um, I got to run to the office. Um, I think this has been a good meandering, sometimes negative, sometimes slightly positive, yeah. deeper dive into things and. Uh, uh, but but let's let's end with on a positive note. It's been a long time since mm-hmm. we've done a farmer's pick, uh, and and I've got two, and they're they're good news. And this is both on Twitter. Um, two guys I follow that post uh, pictures, beautiful pictures of Macedonia. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as a reminder to listeners that uh, there are more good things in Macedonia than you can possibly imagine. And uh, these these two guys post beautiful pictures of wonderful beautiful spots of Macedonia. One of them. Um, is a young photographer, uh, I think he's in college, uh, Riste uh, Spiroski, mm-hmm. uh, at R-I-S-T-E-S-P-I-R-O-S-K-I. And he just posts some beautiful work. And he's got a web page. I think you can find it if you go to his Twitter handle. The other guy, I have no idea who he is. It's very strange. He, mm-hmm. he goes by the name of Jesse Pinkman, which obviously sounds, you know, gringo. Could be Canadian, mm-hmm. could be American. No, it's uh, the and, guy from Breaking Bad. It's... Uh... Oh, Jesse. you see... Science, okay. bitch. Okay, see, I've never seen Breaking Bad. I So, okay, so that's not his real name. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know that, so uh, I have no idea who this guy is, and he has the yep. most interesting Twitter handle. But it, you, if you he, live practically next door to Albuquerque. I mean, you should, you should, <laughs> you should watch this. Okay, well... Uh, uh, anyway, he goes by the name of Jesse Pinkman, uh, but his Twitter handle, actually, if you read it correctly, it's lawyer up. It's at l w y r uh, underscore u p. Uh, so I don't know if he's, I don't know who he is, but he po- mm-hmm. he's hiking all over Macedonia and taking 
beautiful pictures. And this fall, uh, he's just posted some really wonderful shots of, of great places around Macedonia. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll end on that high note and uh, and uh, my own education of to who Jesse Pinkman is. <laughs> I don't watch I don't watch TV. You know, no, I but read this books. is really. I mean, this is uh, you have to watch the the Wire and uh, Breaking Bad. That's sorry, I've never even seen Game of Thrones, so uh, you don't uh, have to. Yeah, you can skip that part. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't but know where to find it. Like almost like I don't have proper... TV. I don't. I don't have cable. I don't have Dish. I don't have satellite. I, I got Amazon Prime. So if it comes to Amazon Prime, <laughs> I'll watch it. But uh, and I don't have uh, what what do all you what do all the Macedonians use um, torrents or something to uh, yeah I'm all gonna stuff. have to yeah. educate you on that part. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer, you can educate yeah you can educate me on American culture. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Aside from all that, go follow these two guys on the Twitters and uh, look at some beautiful pictures Quite of Macedonia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Riste is real. I know Riste is real because I've talked to him uh, on uh, oh, back okay. and forth on on the Twitters. So right. uh, anyway, okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, again, I said we got three weeks till the U.S. election. We'll we'll probably get another podcast in before the U.S. election, and then we should then we probably should do something afterwards just for the fun of it, just to uh, yep. see what see if see if there's any good news coming out of this this country. Yeah, I mean. All right. It Good will change at some point, but uh, okay. also, uh, also, you know, another option to defeat these policies would mean that the country goes under. So these are the two ways: we either defeat their policies, or we, or they defeat themselves with the country altogether. So <laughs> we'll yeah, see what happens. That's a possibility. Sooner. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that, okay, and on that happy note. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, we, I ruined it in the end. Yeah, first <laughs> we were just doing, we we're doing so great. <laughs> uh, that's okay. All right, Sutton. Good talking to you. Good catching up. Okay. You too, buddy. Take care. You too.